This is Yahoo NFL Live on the Osmo DFS channel. Pete McCarthy with Matt Savoka. Find him on Twitter at Draftaholic. I'm at the PD Mac. Uh, we got Mike Lawrence producing today. Dolphin Saints Monday Night Football. That is the matchup to break down, though. Uh, of course, with the, the COVID issues that the Saints have been dealing with over the last couple of weeks, a lot of different things up in the air <laughs> as we start to break this down for the Yahoo single game contest tonight. Mr. Saboka, uh, how are we feeling after a, a long week? I mean, Sunday, yesterday, it, it was like a, a crunching for a test that you haven't prepared for at like, you know, nine o'clock in the morning, trying to figure out, okay, who's out, who's in, what to do here, what to do there. Uh, it's... Um, it's been something else playing the you know, the daily fantasy or prop bets or whatever is your go-to thing over the last few weeks. It sure has. And if you're playing multiple sports or multiple platforms here, it's getting really complicated. And, and honestly, Osmo does have the the best tools in the industry. They're updated in real time constantly with the with these late breaking news alerts that we're constantly getting really this week more so than any other week I can remember in history. Hopefully we don't have any more extra news on top of what we already have to parse through here before kickoff with this one, but the game total is already drastically oh. affected by these absences here. And it feels strange with such a low total and sort of us expecting kind of an ugly game here that both these teams are fighting for the final playoff spot in their respective Mm -hmm. conferences here this game means a whole lot to them whether or not they actually put up points to in order to find out who wins i'm not sure of that so much <laughs> i hate these expanded playoffs it drives me nuts i'm gonna be the uh, the old man yelling at the cloud for the next 50 years back back in the nfl playoffs were perfect with 12 teams the two teams getting the bye and now you know it's the dolphins and the saints which bad team can grind their way into the postseason the Atlanta Falcons are still alive. They're terrible. Uh, and yet, you know, this is this is where we are. But give us a like, subscribe. We'll dive into the uh, the actual game situations here. Go position by position through the Dolphins, through the Saints with all of their changes and situations. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Once you do, hit the notification button. Get yourself alerts when our shows go live. And be sure to check out today's free premium tools and data at Altimo, which are Monday Night Football Player Projections and NBA Ownership rankings we also have an odds shopper giveaway for a chance to win a free month of osmo plus platinum five winners will be awarded a free month of osmo plus platinum just click the link pinned in the youtube live chat to enter that as you mentioned very over under 37 and a half the dolphins now a three-point favorite the saints were a three and a half point favorite earlier in the week that was before trevor Simeon and Taysom hill will were placed on the COVID list so now Ian Book, the rookie, will be making his first start. This will be his uh, first NFL snaps. Uh, you might remember him at a Notre Dame last year. Interesting spot against the Miami defense that has been red hot and blitzing the hell out of everybody. Remember that game against Lamar Jackson a, a few weeks back? They made him look pedestrian and kind of maybe they gave a roadmap to other teams around the league. But this Miami defense has been on fire of late. Granted, against some bad opponents, besides the Ravens, maybe. But uh, this is a tough matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I kind of, I'm glad you mentioned the fact that this spread switched teams because of the quarterback changes. Absolutely understandable here. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the the matchup has gotten 
exponentially easier for the Saints offense. You mentioned it. Right now in PFF's team defensive grades, the Dolphins are eighth best in the NFL. In one of my other favorite metrics, schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're a little bit closer to league average, but they are by no means bad. And now you've got a situation where you're going against a quarterback who we have who is an open book. We have no idea what we're going to get with Ian book here. Uh, the range of outcomes is very, very high. And a lot of those outcomes are very poor. Unfortunately, open book. Did you, did you write that one down before the show? I, I did come up with it on, on the spot, but I still think that's like C plus B level work. <laughs> we'll get there. Work in bookworm. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll yeah. see where we can get here. I guess. <laughs> oh. but, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get, get the groans out of everybody here. Um, and it's not just the quarterback situation for the saints. Their tight ends, Adam Trotman, Juwan Johnson are in COVID protocol safety, Malcolm Jenkins. Um, also this is separate from COVID, but wide receiver Traquan Smith is questionable with a shoulder injury, limited practice. I think the expectation is he will be able to play, but uh, this is a, a banged up saints team. Uh, let's just deep dive into probably the most important player in this game to figure out and that's ian book what's nice about him on yahoo is he's 20 bucks and he is still a quarterback uh i saw a bit of him at notre dame he can run the football around 1500 yards in his time at notre dame so maybe you don't have to drastically change the playbook from what the saints have been doing in recent weeks with Taysom hill what do we make of Ian Book, a rookie? We talked about how tough this matchup is, but what's kind of, for those who haven't seen Ian Book, what is he all about? Yeah, I think you are going to see some rushing upside here, some Taysom Hill-esque plays, some option plays as well. Um, and remember, when you're looking at rushing stats and in college, rushing stats include sack yardage, which is different than the NFL. Mm -hmm. So that positive rush yards, the 1,030 rush yards that Ian Book had in his last two seasons as a starter is on top of all the negative sack yardage he obviously accumulated as a full-time starter and he protected the football pretty well in his last three seasons as a starter his sophomore through senior year he had only a 1.5 percent interception rate that's going to get it done especially when you have a pretty solid not spectacular but pretty solid 6.5 percent touchdown rate that ratio would be good enough in the nfl and what we usually say is your college efficiency is your nfl efficiency ceiling that's as good as it can get will it happen in this one game sample we have no idea we have literally no idea what ian book is going to look like but we think the game plan is probably going to look very similar to the Taysom hill s game plan with them probably leaning even more heavily on players like alvin kamara we'll get to him in a minute but i think you could see a huge huge amount of touches for kamara tonight now what uh Taysom hill does so well is you know those third and short situations he's able to bowl his way through a little bit he actually did throw pretty well last game against tampa bay they still only scored nine points but that was the best i've seen him throw the ball i always compare him to tebow like, it's just ugly to watch. His throwing motion isn't pretty. It doesn't look right. Uh, it's not particularly accurate. We, we saw the four interception game a few weeks ago against the Cowboys. As a passer, how much worse can Ian Book be than Taysom Hill? Oh, it can get worse. It can get worse. <laughs> it can get way, way worse. We're talking about a player in Taysom Hill who has averaged over 260 yards passing in his games where he's thrown over 20 pass attempts. Yes, you could say that some of it's coming in garbage time or in, in just cleanup duties here, but still, 
we know that there is a very, very low part of the range of outcomes for third string quarterbacks in the NFL. They could get absolutely trounced by a defense in Miami that has been playing much, much better of late. Not a given though. And, you know, uh, looking at the optimal lineup percentages and the top plays tool, and then I run my first crunch of the day here, I'm still seeing him show up in the optimal lineup and as an optimal superstar sometimes. It's certainly less than Tagovailoa, but as you said, he's a quarterback on a one-game slate. Uh, I'm I'm definitely going to be going there, even if, even though it feels really risky, and I might have to take a shower after I put him in my lineup. Dude, I mean, the risk is what it's all about, right? Um, you know, you look at, and this was as of a couple of hours ago, uh, if you uh, are an Osmo subscriber, Osmo Plus, you get the ac- access to the uh, Showdown Single Slate Optimum Plays. Uh, Ian Book has a 16% chance of being the, the salary-adjusted superstar on Yahoo. I mean, that's one in six. And I always talk about this, the quarterbacks, it's so inflated on Yahoo that uh, they do very often end up in that superstar spot. You very often see both quarterbacks make it. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to have Ian Book at 100% of my lineups. And like you said, I might have to take a a cold shower uh, 10 minutes into the game. (laughs) It might be like Taylor Heineke last night, and I just, uh, you know, flush it right away. And okay, this is a lost night. It is what it is. But I think it's, we have to look at just the way it sets up on yahoo for these quarterbacks and i do expect ian book to run quite a bit tonight a way to pick up some yards and that's not yards that you share with anybody else uh we look at the saints passing game though you mentioned alvin Kamara, and we'll we'll deep dive Kamara in the running backs and the miami running back situation which is big tonight uh, a little bit later on who do we expect a, a rookie to be throwing to i usually think running backs and tight ends but mm-hmm. the Saints, all their tight ends are out, except for Nick Bennett, and we haven't seen him in this kind of role. Uh, Traquan Smith, it's questionable. This isn't a very good receiving core as it is for the New Orleans Saints, so uh, it's it's kind of a tough group to to jump in on tonight. Yeah, it certainly is, and I wrote up in my article on Osmo.com for the showdown slate saying that every single one of the pass catchers for the New Orleans Saints are volatile plays you cannot rely on them they are there's no safety whatsoever mm-hmm. when you're talking about a third string quarterback and a solid defense in Miami I do think you're going to say Marquez Callaway is the de facto number one option does that really look like more than 20 percent of the targets I don't really think so I think your de facto number one option is still by a long shot Alvin Kamara uh you know there is some some hope for Traquan Smith. I don't know. At this point, you know, you kind of need like a long touchdown or something, but at, at his relatively low salary, I'll go there. I was really hoping that Troutman w- was going to be able to play because yeah. that was someone that, who I was definitely thinking some other, other than Kamara. That what we about Vinette? He's 10 bucks. You know, you, you, you need a touchdown. That's, that's what you're hoping for. I think he's a great, I think he's a great tournament option. But if he ended up with two targets or less, would that be surprising at all? I will say I, I played the under on uh, his receptions at two and a half. So, but I, I can't <laughs> see one of those catches being a touchdown. And if you're sure. trying to get different, find stuff. I mean, look, this New Orleans passing game, it's going to be a mess tonight. Again, with rookie quarterbacks and especially guys that just haven't played a snap their NFL career, I tend to think they're not going to throw the ball outside the numbers that much. They're going to look to go over the middle. The tight ends become a little bit more of a factor there. Um, like you said, it's a tournament play, uh, but you know, something there with uh, what is a, a messy night 
uh, for this New Orleans pass again. We're going to see if Ian Book even gets time to throw the ball with the way Miami has been going after mm-hmm. these quarterbacks in recent weeks. Uh, anybody else that you wanted to touch on? I, I know I kind of uh, interrupted you with Vinette there. No, that's all right. Yeah, it's honestly a mess. I Right now, I have Jawan Johnson in. Did you say he is out as well from yeah, the COVID list? Yeah, he's on list? the COVID list, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll, well, I'll, the- I'll double check it because... I don't because know everything on these protocols, but right. <laughs> sometimes they are able to test negative and come back or you have a false positive. So we'll try to we can um, definitely also talk about uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey as well. Mm-hmm. Seen, uh, you know, since week 10, we're talking about a player who has 9% of the air yards and 6% of the targets that translates to approximately two targets a game. That's viable on a single game slate. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel good especially a rookie quarterback. We're going to be saying that caveat a lot tonight, but little Jordan Humphrey will probably get a third to a half of the team snaps, which is enough. A plus name. Juwan Johnson, as far as I could tell, is still on the COVID list, but you know, these are the things you're going to want to keep an eye on in the, uh, the weeks ahead, but uh, or the, the hours ahead, but yeah, it doesn't look like Juwan Johnson's going to be able to uh, play in this game. So let's, uh, we'll get into the Miami passing attack in a moment here. First, tell you, about our Osmo Plus NFL Express Weekly Pass. It's just $3.95. It's the best way to introduce yourself to Osmo Plus NFL. Included is access to our NFL DFS player and ownership rankings, our expert Slack chat and Discord, and everything we have to offer for showdown and single game contests, including player projections, ownership projections, New this year to the package is our season-long fantasy football coverage, which gives you our strength of schedule tool, trade value tool, and fantasy streaming helper. Also included and new this year is projected ownership and optimal lineup probabilities for tiers contests on DraftKings. That's pretty cool. Now's the time to try out Osmo Plus NFL with our most expansive express weekly pass ever. Head on over to the Osmo Plus join page and pick up your pass for just $3.95. Stop guessing, start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. And with these single game contests, uh, I absolutely love getting into the, the it's in the top stacks tool. And it'll give you, you know, ownership. In the, in the case of Yahoo, uh, what it'll give you is the chance of a guy being the top scoring player and also the salary adjusted top scoring player, which is big. I'll tell you a couple of nights ago, Saturday night, the number one player in that rankings for salary adjusted was Chase Edmonds in that superstar spot. Little old dummy me locked in Chase Edmonds <laughs> on my superstars, lucked into one of the optimal lineups. Uh, it's, it's a really great tool and something that, uh, can help you out, help you hit something big. And I was shocked at how different it made me from everybody else for the guy being at the top of the list. There weren't a whole lot of people that went with chase Edmonds in that superstar spot. I think everyone ran over with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so look, you know, Ian book, I think is ranked third on that list tonight. I don't know how many people are going to have the cojones to uh, throw Ian book <laughs> at the top. That's something that I might uh, consider later. Uh, but two, we're talking about a low up will certainly be someone to look at in that superstar spot tonight. Uh, not the most fun quarterback to watch. Had a couple of interceptions last week against the Jets that weren't pretty, but he's relatively cheap at quarterback, $26. This Miami defense has been better in recent weeks. Uh, Tungavailoa is throwing for over 200 yards per game overall this season. What do we make of Tua tonight in a game that, you know, again, we don't expect a lot of offense, but of the offense that we do expect, it seems to be most likely to come from the Miami side. 
Yeah, that's fair, especially when you got a team hovering around 17 points as their implied total. You might want to play the other team there. So that's definitely reasonable. Uh, I do think that Tua Tagovailoa has had a sneaky, decent second season. In terms of accuracy, he's pretty solid as a quarterback. Uh, number one in red zone completion percentage. Number one in deep ball completion percentage he's number two in player profilers true completion percentage which is uh, a completion excuse me, excuse me completion percentage that factors out dropped passes and mm. deep passes as well so they're also passing more often than i realized they're eighth in pass plays per game and in our advanced stats tool, they're top 10 in the league in game script adjusted pass rate. They do play at a slow and deliberate pace. And with Devontae Parker back, they have three legitimate pass catchers, which always makes things difficult on a single game slate. Which one or two of those three pass catchers do we want to prioritize? But ultimately, I think Tagovailoa is a little bit better, has a little bit more upside than his 16.2 fantasy points per game, which is around league average 17th among quarterbacks this season. I know the Saints defense is seriously good. They mm -hmm. are ranked in the top 10 in PFF's team defensive grades. Actually, I realize they're top three now, second overall. And Miami's offense in team offensive PFF grades, they're 24th. This is by no means easy for Tagovailoa, but obviously I think he's one of the safest plays, if not the safest play overall on the slate. The Saints are interesting. Uh, we just saw them shut out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For whatever reason, they just absolutely have their number. This is one of the top run defenses in the league. You look at, uh, I always like DVOA, uh, Football Outsiders. They rank the Saints number one in rush defense. But the Saints have also given up over 400 yards per game at home in home games mm -hmm. this year. So they're, they're a little all over the place. And obviously we're talking about a number of players not participating for the Saints tonight. I only mentioned Malcolm Jenkins, but there are other defensive players that aren't going to be able to go. Uh, so there's, there's a lot happening here. But there's one defensive player the Saints, and I always get in trouble when I talk about cornerbacks on this show, but I feel like you always got to account for someone like Marcus Lattimore. And the projections uh, at Osmo are extremely low for Jalen Waddell tonight. And it's interesting because Waddle, he's got 114 targets. I mean, he is the go-to guy in this Miami offense, yet you're seeing his numbers and the projections way below what you would typically see. I, I got to think that has something to do with Marcus Lattimore. I'm not the guy who puts together the projections. I don't know how the sausage <laughs> is made, but that's pretty big considering the Waddle looks attractive at $22. Yeah, and it's funny, I do the contenders video each week, and we don't have a Yahoo-specific show, but on the FanDuel and the DraftKings video, Waddle, again, we're pretty bearish on Waddle at his salary-based expectations. And, you know, the ceiling is there, but I'm getting slammed in the chat. Where is Waddle? Why isn't Waddle higher? But, hey, we know how he gets there, and it's probably through target volume more likely than anything else. But I do think you're going to see the Saints prioritize covering Jalen Waddle. Uh, so our tools are kind of leading us slightly towards Devontae Parker and Mike Isecki so that we can take the safety of players like Tua Tapabailoa or Alvin Kamara in other spots of our lineup instead of having to go way down the board because it gets really, really ugly really fast here. Not to say you can't play Waddle at all, but I think it just means that you have to make so many salary-based concessions that we're kind of leaning you a different direction. 
Well, the, I mean, the projections are just low for Waddle because, right? Because salary is not a big deal tonight. Uh, you want to pay up for Alvin Kamara. Uh, I don't think there's anybody else that you really have to spend up all that much for. I mean, Tonga Bailoa is $26, which isn't that much for a quarterback in these spots. But uh, yeah, I mean, the projections are just low. I guess we'll see how it plays out with Jalen Waddle. I mean, I'm talking about Lattimore now. I see the chat is already going, okay, who's Lattimore going to be covering, Parker or Waddle? And, and sometimes teams do different things with the cornerbacks. You don't know exactly how it's going to play, but it is eye-opening to me that the projections at least see Waddle uh, having a rough night here for Miami. What about Mike Kosicki? Um, you know, those tight ends, I feel like you're usually looking for, for scores, for touchdowns, but this guy who's had 98 targets this year, and Tua Tungabailoa throws to his tight end quite a bit. He sure does. And in terms of slot snaps this season, Mike Gusecki is the number one overall tight end. So he's basically a tight end in position label only. He's eighth in the NFL in route participation rate, participating in 80% of the Dolphins routes this year. Now there has been some opportunity volatility. The highs have been high. Eight targets last week, including one in the red zone. 11 targets the week before that, including two in the red zone. But the week before that, you got three targets from him. A couple weeks ago, he had seven targets and had a literal goose egg. Even though he had three red zone, red zone targets, he ended up coming down with zero receptions. So I always have to say that that is absolutely in Gusecki's range of outcomes. I don't really think that's the case for Jalen Waddle. So I would say the floor is a little bit higher. And I will say this in general, our ceiling projections for tight ends tend to be a little bit lower. I know this year has been like the tight end superstar <laughs> of the century for uh, it's been crazy for tight ends. But in general, I actually think that I'm going to be over the field on Waddle and below the field on Gasecki, but that might be going against our tools. So I think I want to point that out before I go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's interesting. I was looking at DraftKings, and right now Mike Kosicki is one of the uh, the guys with the highest positive leverage. And now I, I always like things like that because then maybe I'll play Kosicki on DraftKings a lot in the top spot, but then on Yahoo I might do something very different uh, because I know, look, on Yahoo it's very difficult for receivers and tight ends to get to the top and be the optimal superstar. It is typically quarterbacks and running backs. Those are the guys that do the best on Yahoo. Um, I can give you the numbers. I think it's under 20% that it's a receiver in the optimal uh, lineups in that superstar spot across Yahoo this year. So 58 games, 38% quarterbacks, 33% running backs, 16% receivers, 7% tight ends. And tight ends and defenses are the same. So I think Pat Fryermuth was uh, one of those tight ends. Like you need multiple touchdowns to get the tight end in that spot because even having eight catches, it just doesn't jump you up enough on Yahoo because you don't get as many points per reception. Uh, we've partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season to bring you some great offers. You can check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Just click the link below to redeem. If you need immediate access, email support at Osmo.com. You can also receive up to a $100 first match deposit bonus with Yahoo when you use promo code Xmas100. Tonight, Yahoo is featuring their $100,000 Monday Night Football Baller with 20K going to first place. So make sure you enter that one. Remember to use our Yahoo DFS tools and projections to help you win big. And uh, just keep an eye on Yahoo. I mean, you have so many contests where you put in a dollar and you're exiting with two no matter what. <laughs> they had uh, one of those yesterday in the NFL Thanksgiving. Uh, we saw some of that. 
I think it was maybe two nights ago, the NBA on Christmas, uh, the NBA, there, there, I mean, they're just giving money away in some cases. So um, definitely make sure you keep an eye on that. Some of them are $15. And if you play, you get $15 back in site credit. So if you're going to play a lot, you know, that might be as uh, good as cash to you. Uh, so, you know, look, there's just a lot there to keep an eye on. So uh, make sure you do that over at Yahoo. All right, the running backs. Let's go with uh, the easy stuff first, and then we'll get into the Dolphins. Alvin <laughs> Kamara, he's 31 bucks. It's not even that much. We think he's going to touch the ball a ton tonight. If we're expecting the Saints to play from ahead, that's great. We're going to talk about the passing game as a rookie quarterback, probably a lot of short passes. Kamara could be a big factor with that as well. He hasn't been great, right? He hasn't been peak Alvin over the course of this season, but man, this is a night where you expect him to uh, get it done. Yeah, and you certainly expect him to get the touches, right? Like, you know that the type of uh, opportunity could be like week 14 against the Jets, where he saw 32 total opportunities, which included five targets. In fact, he's had at least five targets in three straight games. And, uh, you know, going back, you know, he saw an 11-target game in week seven, an eight-target game in week five. I absolutely think you could see Ian Book relying on Kamara at that level. I do think Ty Montgomery will mix in. We know Mark Ingram is also going to mix in, but honestly, I'm not going to have any, I'm not going to have any player more than I have Alvin Kamara. I may not always move him to the superstar spot, but when playing a lot of lineups, I, I'm going to lean in heavily to Alvin Kamara. And did you see that he is the emergency quarterback here? I did. Because, uh, you know, it, it almost feels like the, uh, what is that, Inglorious Bastards? Like, second best quarterback, second best Italian. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's right. Like, he's got, you got to ask somebody, and you might as well just get the ball in Kamara's hands and go from there. I think that'll be the, uh, the game plan overall, even if, uh, you know, he does get spelled from time to time by Montgomery and Ingram. I mean, keep in mind, the Saints went from Jameis Winston to Trevor Simeon to Taysom Hill, and they never gave Ian Book a sniff. Uh, he hasn't seen a snap until tonight. Yeah. So that might be an indication that you know, maybe there'll be some place where Book isn't even on the field, or uh, they could run some wildcat tonight with Alvin Kamara. It's Sean Payton. There's a lot of different things that we could potentially see from this New Orleans offense, but we know that Kamara is going to be involved. In fact, they, their game player probably be so run heavy, even Mark Ingram uh, might be playable along with Kamara at $16. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. is there at $10. I mean, if we're expecting the Saints to run 50% of their plays tonight, which I don't think is uh, absurd. Um, you can end up with a lineup with two running backs. It's rare that you see that in the optimal, but I, I, this is a rare situation. It, that's a good way of putting it. In a single game slate, especially as one as weird as this one, we're not taking that off the table. The annoying part is in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed, the Dolphins are about league average. They're graded better by PFF, but they're league average in at least that metric. And they grade out as a huge pass funnel, meaning it's easier to pass on them than to rush on them in general. But we don't really have the personnel to take advantage of it. So I do think that ultimately Kamara gets there in different ways if you play this slate out multiple times. But I think the most rational thing would be to get him involved through the air a ton to help Ian Book. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that as well. Uh, Dolphins running game. Look, they're playing from ahead. You can see a lot of runs in the second half. It's fascinating, though, right? Like, who's going to be the guy? It has been Miles Gaskin all year. He's been underwhelming. 
And all of a sudden last week, remember last week, it was like, oh, Gaskin's going to tear up the Jets. There's no running backs behind him because the Dolphins got hit by COVID in the backfield. And then all of a sudden, Duke Johnson ended up having this monster game, granted, against the Jets. A little different situation here. I guess a much better run defense against the Saints. But who the heck do we expect to get the carries after Duke Johnson played as well as he did yesterday? Both Johnson and Gaskin are $14. So you want to get this one right. And it's tough to figure out. I mean, I was all over Gaskin, and then I got buried by Duke Johnson. Really didn't think he was going to be a factor. And then suddenly, week 15, he gets 22 carries and a target, 127 total yards. That's unignorably good, right? I know the matchup was significantly, significantly better, right? The Saints might are arguably the best defensive line in the league. It's impossible to rush on them, but still... I think it's viable just because of the salaries, because of the uncertainty. I'm actually getting to more Miles Gaskin than I am Duke Johnson, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Duke Johnson is a bad play. In my latest crunch of lineups, I'm still getting to 5% captain of Duke Johnson. I'm getting to 22% of lineups with him in as a flex play. So I don't feel that strongly, but I do feel like one player, I do feel like if there's, any team that is just ready for a hot hand approach, it's the Miami Dolphins here. They end up being none of them, but oh, man, it's a true toss up. I see a question in the chat. Who do you think gets the receiving opportunities in that Miami backfield? Is that as up in the air or do you, I mean, Duke Johnson has always been a very good pass catching running back in the past, but you know, there's something that Gaskin does as well. He has 56 targets, 45 catches this year. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking. Gaskin had literally zero targets last week, so that's super well, he, super concerning. What were the snaps last week? Do you have it in front yeah. of you? Yeah, uh, Duke Johnson was at 57, uh, nearly 58 percent at a snap share, and Miles Gaskin was at 36 percent. And I believe Duke Johnson was at about 60 percent in terms of running back rush share as well. Honestly, I'm surprised by this the way that Miami tends to play, but Last week, there was only one combined target for the running backs. Instead, they focused on Gasecki, Devontae Parker, who both led the team in target share. And then it was, uh, they sprayed it. I mean, Isaiah Ford was third on the team with three targets. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's, uh, we're starting to run out of time. Defenses, yeah. both the Dolphins, the Saints are 16 bucks. The over-under is 37 and a half. We're talking about uh, you know taking showers because you're going to play Ian Book in, in a lineup tonight. This Miami defense been terrific. Might be able to even get some points on defense there. Uh, the Saints have a very good defense. Not as if this uh, Miami offense is anything special. How how much are you getting to these defenses tonight? I'm getting to them quite a bit actually. I'm just looking now, and I have the Dolphins at twenty in twenty three percent of my lineups, and the Saints at nineteen percent of my lineups. And I have uh, not a ton under five percent, but even in the superstar spot, I have them a little bit here. Um, yeah, the ugly game potential is just so high. And honestly, I think people are going to see the Dolphins as the easy popular play, but the Saints defense has a high percentage chance of hitting here too. Mm -hmm. Superstar, uh, I don't, I, I'm a risk taker. Uh, I kind of like Ian Book tonight. I don't think a lot of people are going to go to him. Again, our tools are giving him a 16% chance of being the uh, salary-adjusted uh, optimal superstar. 
if I'm, you know, how many, are you think 16% of people are willing to put book there? I think it's gonna be a ton of Camara there. There's going to be a, a little bit of uh, Tua there. Uh, maybe that's positive leverage. Duke Johnson is someone I, I think is interesting. I, if he's going to end up with the lion's share of carries, he could work in that superstar spot and the defenses have to be in play. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am going to have over the field on Jalen Waddle specifically at superstar, because when he gets there, in my opinion, as we said, he's getting something like 12, 13 targets, and then maybe he can rack up the kind of game you need to get to that superstar spot. Uh, you mentioned him. I am going to be on Camara, and I am going to be playing plenty of Ian book uh, after that. It's Tua, and then I'm starting to spray. Poppy Rags said, pull the trigger, Pete book. I'm going to tell you right now. And, and maybe I'm not the guy you want to follow here, but I will play Ian Book in 100% of my lineups tonight. It's just a matter of how many I put him in the top. I I put both quarterbacks in every single time. I don't care about the slate. I got wrecked last night. I don't care. I'm going right back to it. <laughs> Taylor Heineke. I had like all these lines with Dak Prescott. I'm like, one of them must have hit the money. And no, uh, because they all had uh, Taylor Heineke in there. But uh, I, it's just, it's the way that it works on Yahoo. I mean, it's not as dramatic as the numbers were earlier in the year, but it's still more than 50% of the optimal lineups this year have had both quarterbacks. Yeah. And when you have a quarterback for 20 it bucks, it, you're, you have a lot of room for it, I think. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm looking at <laughs> They're getting, you're getting roasted. That is called donating, they said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk tomorrow. How about that? You know? Well, look, not everybody has I the same, uh, same strategy that I do, right? But uh, this is, this is the way that I've looked at it, looking at the history of it. See, we'll see what Ian Book does tonight. Watch it. He won't even play quarterback. It'll be Alvin Kamara under center the whole game. Oh, God. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess then this latest run of lineups, this this was fun. This should be a crazy game. I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, sometimes these are the, the most fun ones to try to figure out, see what Sean Payton figures out for the New Orleans Saints. So, uh, look, we appreciate you watching Yahoo NFL Live. Uh, we still have a ton of content coming up throughout the day here on the Awesome DFS channel. NBA Deeper Dive, the pre-show begins at 4.30 Eastern time. And then Matt will be back with NFL Showdown live before lock at 7.15 Eastern time. And we'll know a little bit more, I'm sure, about who is active, who is not. The Saints situation with all of the, uh, the COVID issues that they have had over the course of the last really couple of weeks. Miami's had some of that too. So a lot to sort out as uh, we go on through the day. Let's go Ian Book for Matt Savoke. I'm Pete McCarthy. Take care, guys.